0: Hot round, Red 7! Red 7! Red 7! Don. What? Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Hot route! I don't. What is hot round?
1: Will you just go stand on the other side, please?
0: Billy Bob! This is
1: it! The man who got us here. You ready? You don't think that lame-ass play where I run downfield field and act like I'm lost is gonna work, do you? Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big Bob halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide-open tailback. I call it the annexation
0: of Puerto Rico. Boo-yah! Oh That's what we call a sack lunch. Mm, I need that ball. Get
1: me the ball. You need the ball. Get me the ball. Get me the ball. Me the ball. Oh, are you
0: gonna get me the oh, ball? Get you the, get you the oh I'm gonna get you the ball! I hope you didn't kill somebody. i live at the NFL Draft Combine in Indianapolis. This is 11 personnel. I'm Nick Roush with Adam Luckett, and Adam Luckett, of all of the media outlets here covering the NFL Combine, the NFL Draft, I can guarantee you this is the only podcast that got ready for the Combine by eating glass. By eating glass? Yeah, by eating glass.
1: Uh, you're going to have to expand on that story. It's,
0: it's, it, you got to get tough, you know, and if I'm going to be as tough as these guys out here. Running on the field at Lucas Oil Stadium, I got to eat glass. There's all I don't have the athletic ability, but I can be as tough as them. Damn it! Any seasoning? Uh, yeah, it was it was in my coffee actually, and I don't really know if I how much I consumed, um, but we had our we ha- keep our sugar in a jar. I'm big with my coffee. I do like probably like. Uh, so this
1: was your coffee you made at home today?
0: Th- uh, yesterday. Yesterday. So. Typically, I'm about a tablespoon for a large turvis. So, you know, it's not completely black, but a little bit of sweetness to it. And the other day when I shut our, like, little canteen type thing that holds the sugar, I thought I saw something, like, break off. Didn't realize that it had actually punched a hole in the side of the glass, and there was glass inside of the sugar. Ah, uh, okay. I was on cup four. It was a long, it was a long day of prep. Got to get it's ready. a lot of coffee. Yeah, you got you to grind that tape. Get now, ready to roll. Now your
1: cups, how big are they?
0: Those big they are about twenty-four ounces. Yeah, see, so that's about that's a lot. Like eight regular cups. <laughs> of yeah, 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 it was a lot of coffee. Um, so I was either on three or four whenever I was pouring, and I was hearing like a. <laughs> it's like you know what? Maybe I should pour this into another cup. And sure enough, there was a glass in there, and. I don't know if it was a placebo effect or what, but I was feeling glass in my throat (laughs) the entire night. That's funny. So, yeah, uh, we're chewing glass, and we're hanging out here at the Combine in Indy. Adam, this is your first ever Combine experience. This is my first Combine experience. Where it's 2.30 in the afternoon on a very rainy, rainy day in Indianapolis. But the the beautiful part about Indianapolis is we don't have to go outside. We just hang out in the convention center. This convention center. center is awesome. Yeah, we're right now. We're looking at this church. I don't. It's like a St. Paul's something. I think. Is it Episcopal? Yeah. It's yeah. a really big, pretty church. It's right across the street. Um, and instead of like scenic snow, it's raining. Um I think we're supposed we're to have snow tomorrow. Yeah. Chance of snow tomorrow. But we're out of the rim. What did What did you think so far of of the NFL Combine?
1: Just how big it is, from all different levels. Uh, that's really the thing that caught me, just the uh, s- sheer size of the event. And it's not just, you know, media and teams. It's other stuff, too, like ESPN has camera crews for the draft, mm-hmm. where all those those cool videos you see of players being selected, yeah. they're made here at the Combine.
0: Yeah, they. Uh, we walked by a room where they had just an enormous screen. And I, I tried to take a picture of it. It didn't do it justice, but it's probably, what, like 10 feet tall? Yeah, it's like tw- the
1: length of – 20 feet
0: wide, yeah, enormous, where they just stand there and, like, shoot slow-mo videos mm-hmm. of them. Um, and that's where a lot of the magic happens. And then media members from everywhere. Yeah. From top of the top to yeah, we, uh, bottom we the bottom. Well, you have your different shows. So, like, um, you know, Good Morning Football and NFL Network, they're live 20, you know. Right, in the media room. Yeah. All, and then right next to them, it's like, NBC Sports CBS Sports like they're all just kind of lined up there and they got right. these huge stages mm-hmm. um, ready to Sirius roll Sirius XM yeah yeah so um, and then uh, not to mention the radio row which was buzzing today which yep. we're not at we're not gonna you don't need to pay that much to just go sit at a radio row we're found right here in a nice com- you know the convention center um, hallway so uh, I uh, just completely drew a blank what, okay,
1: is this number two for you?
0: This is number two for me. Any In,
1: difference from last year?
0: Yes. So, last year, Kentucky didn't have any receivers. They didn't have anybody on this first day, except I think okay. CJ. And he, like, left, I think, before even doing media because of that heart problem he had. Right. So, it was a very weird first day. And I also didn't realize that all of the NFL coaches and GMs had media opportunities. So... We we got to go hang out with the coaches. Yeah,
1: I was not expecting that, which was cool. It was. Like
0: just seeing Andy Reid and that, those big old walrus whiskers, and <laughs> I mean we weren't there very long, but at the very beginning he's like, "Man, it's kind of hard to hear up here, all these people talking." <laughs> like he just seems like the nicest dude, and uh, I just want to hang out with him. Like he just seems like a cool cool guy. I think Joe Burrow put it best to start the day.
1: They asked him about the whole process. And he's like, Yeah, it's a long process, but then the day I get to come here and talk ball. So I'm gonna have fun with it. Yeah. And that for me, that that's the same thing. Like I could get while covering this would be kind of exhausting. But at the end of the day we're coming here and we're talking football. Right. In in February. So just by that it's fun. And it's a unique event and it's mm-hmm. how big it's gotten
0: is really kind of incredible. It's also um kind of incredible too how because there's so much happening. So w- today we we talked with Lynn Bowden, and while we were interviewing Bowden, there were yeah, like I, I was talking to Bowden. You were hanging out with Joe Burrow and Jake Fromm. Yeah, and so basically there's like 20 people being interviewed at once, and they're all people who you folks out there want to hear from. Uh, Marquise is up there. KJ Hamler. Like it's mm-hmm. a nut house. Yeah. So you have like. A bunch of different people from, all like, like the Draft Network. I, could, I didn't know what those shirts were. They looked like Dayton Flyers logos. Yeah. It took me a while to figure out who it was, but they got a ton of people. They got, like, an army. PFF, there's an army of those yeah, folks. PF, PFFs everywhere And there's down a here. ton of the athletic people. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, did you did you fanboy it over any uh, media members you ran into?
1: Not really. I mean, I saw a couple recognizable faces. We did see Mr. Fantasy Football, Matthew Berry.
0: Yeah, I actually spoke to him just for, if only for a second. Mm -hmm. and what happened was is that all the, you know, coaches, they're up at the podiums, they're kind of side-by-side, and I was in between John Lynch and John Elway. I want to see John Elway just because he's John freaking Elway. Like, that's probably the first Super Bowl I remember was when they beat the Falcons. When he did the flip in the air? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Was that the Falcons or the Packers, the first one? I think the Packers was the first one. And and then he he did the spin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like, those are really the first Super Bowls I remember. Like, I have, uh, you know, like – But that's like the first big one. So Mm -hmm. I was like, I want to size this guy up, especially because the dudes that pardon my take always joke that John Elway only likes tall quarterbacks. So I was like, surely John's got to be tall, right? No, dude's like 6'2", 6'3", tops. We did see some tall quarterbacks today. Man, there's some big-ass quarterbacks. Um, But as I'm sitting there between John Lynch and John Elway, I'm thinking, man, I wish John Lynch was still calling Fox games because mm-hmm. he's great. He's just a, he he's a yeah, great voice. He was voice. great on TV. And I was like, "Man, I miss that dude. Is it's like he was always like the he like the B team?" Yeah. He n- not A with Joe Buck and Troy mm-hmm. Aikman, but he was a solid B team with that guy that has a really stern voice like this. I don't know what his name is, but <laughs> he talks like that on the Can't phones.
1: remember who he was. And he's got with. a big
0: old barrel chest. That that was the combo. And I think now that dude he was, he was doing some games with Greg Olson. Greg Olson was doing games while he was playing. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Was that uh, Kenny Albert? Yes, Kenny yes, Albert. Yes, yes. He would do games with Kenny Albert. Yeah. Great, great football voices. Um, but I'm sitting up there kind of going between them, and Matthew Berry kind of strolls up. I'm like, wait, I know that. It took me a second. I was like, oh, yeah, he's the fantasy football guy. And then he comes up and asks me, and he's like, asks me while kind of looking at my press pass at the same time, like, like, can I trust this guy to ask him a question? But I'm gonna ask it anyway. He's like, so what have they been saying? I was like, oh, you know, not a whole lot. He's just been kind of talking about quarterbacks and how they last longer and all this stuff. And he's like, oh, okay. I was like, I'm Nick Rush, by the way. You know, I, I think you might know my boss, Matt Jones. He does. He runs around up at ESPN doing radio for y'all on Sunday. And he did the. He like nodded his head like, oh yeah. And then I think he like, I don't, I, I couldn't tell if he was giving me the oh yeah, I know your boss. Or the, oh, yeah, now go away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Probably but that was the in the, end, the middle. That, that was the end of that conversation, though. So that ended rather quickly. I guess Matt's real, the real fantasy guy. I forget his name, but the one that calls in their show. He's the, he's the more reputable of the fantasy experts at ESPN. Ah. Whatever that guy's name is. Um, guy, the guy who I can't remember his name. I also, I did something I've never done before. I at. What's that? I asked an NFL head coach a question.
1: You did? I well, did. Matt
0: yeah. This kinda cool.
1: And Nick Nick was taken aback by how good looking some of the NFL head coaches.
0: I don't know man. I thought they were all like kind of fat guys who just like like Matt Patricia. He he looks the part of NFL coach. Kind of slobbly, you know, he's got like the pencil behind his ear. Looks like he's been staring at a monitor for like sixteen hours straight. Mm-hmm. But like Matt Lafleur, Cliff Kingsbury. But you see Cliff today. Um the, I can't think of Sean McVay. They're all like these like Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, like they're like these GQ looking dudes. It's kind of weird. Kind of weird. I didn't ask him how good, like, hey, where'd you get your good looks? <laughs>
1: you did ask him about Zedaria. I asked him about though. Zedaria, so
0: that'll be a nice little nice little addition to the Instagram page, which by the way, if you aren't subscribed to the Instagram page, the story is fire. A lot of fun.
1: We're having a lot of fun with that IG page. Yeah, I group. know.
0: It's pretty easy too. And it's, and it's fun to just like, hey, look at that goofy guy. Um, you talked about meat markets on there. This just feels like a meat market because
1: you bring. We have these entities and the players that just come here, and they have other entities that want to pretty much buy them. <laughs> so, it's judging them. It's putting them through different tests and scoping them out to see which, to see, the value of each player.
0: And we don't even get to see them drop down their skivvies, getting measured and weighed. No, end. they, they cut us off <laughs> from that, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, you watch it at the pro day, though. It's here yeah. a few weeks, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a bunch of half naked dudes getting their hands measured. But you can see it on TV. You, wait, you can, you, they They show the measurements on TV? I meant they're just the, the running and the. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, the actual, like, just them stepping on a scale is, like, really, like, I don't know, it's kind of weird. Um, what I'm excited for tomorrow, tomorrow, bench press. Well, they'll start doing that, and they have like this NFL fan experience, mm-hmm. and they have simulated drills, and we're we're trying those drills. Damn it! No, that's gonna be something. And our loafers and blue jeans. Mm-hmm. Which is another thing too that I like about here. You can kind of, we've done a good job of picking like the most average white guy look, like you we know, fit in. Yeah, like jeans, For sure, loafers, and like a button up. Mm-hmm. You went with, with with the KSR pullover today too, which is you know hand in hand with the the. Uh, button up, but the other uniform—you can tell the TV guys like it if they're wearing suits yep, and absolutely. tennis shoes. It's see it a mile away, and then the real like draft nicks, they all got their, the logo shirts on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta represent. You represent. I'll, I'll sport the brand. I'll, 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 I'll rock the brand tomorrow. I'll rock the brand tomorrow. Um, but I think we need to talk first and foremost about our guy Lynn Bowden. Not going to be able to run. In yeah, that was breaking the, news today. Yeah, yeah, and it was some breaking news that completely went in one ear and out the other because there was a lot of people around. And I couldn't really hear what he was saying, but uh, Bowden tweaked his hamstring about two or three days ago, or two or three days before the event um, while he's training down in Florida and essentially said, uh, you know, he probably could have gone, but he didn't want to risk, you know, putting no, out bad, bad time. Up. Yeah, know, especially when he can run pro a day. Exactly. A few weeks later. So... It stinks because you wanted to see how they stack up, um, you know, just kind of toe-to-toe. But, I mean, do you ultimately think this could hurt Bowden at all? Not necessarily, no. Um, I think in some
1: ways it might help him. Really? If he doesn't run a good time.
0: Then it's not kind of under the spotlight quite so bright. Right. Because my, my thing with Bowden. I if you
1: draft him, though, I don't think you're drafting him for his top-end speed. You're drafting him because he's a ball player. Right. You drafted him. That was all my series acting up. <laughs> you drafted him because uh, that, that start and stop ability uh, that make people miss ability, that run between tackles ability, and just the creativity and playmaking he has in space. That's why you're drafting him for playmaking. Uh, to be a guy, a gadget player that you can line up in a ton of different spots. So, like, we've seen Bowden. That's not what he is. He's not a take the ball 80 yards and score mm-hmm. kind of player. Right. He's take the ball,
0: break six, seven
1: tackles, and gain 47 yards on a play.
0: I mean, I, the only breakaway touchdown that I can recall is against Louisville. Yeah, that's the Louisville ones,
1: and that was because they were in pretty much cover zero. And then he had one against Missouri, too. But even
0: then, they caught him at the end. Yeah, he and it was like um, the one in the bowl game where he cuts back and they grab his face mask. You know, at the very end. Like, yeah. a lot of his plays were, we got we to make something happen kind of down the stretch. Yeah, it's no really straight line drives. It's some, you know,
1: zigging, zagging
0: right. to get there. And, and to that point, he, I, you know, I was like, what's well, kind of been the toughest part about training for this? And he was like, just the training. Because he's like, I've never done. <laughs> like, the combine drills, I'm sure they did. Like, of course, they're going to run them. In them in like spring practice and stuff, mm-hmm. but I don't think as far as like the science of it. In like for these, is like as soon as the bowl games are over with, they're working out with those guys on Exos. I know Lonnie and Mike and Josh did last year. I think those three worked out with them. where they pretty much just like we're going to try to specialize your bodies in two months to learn how to maximize your outputs in these exercises? Right, like just nothing about football at all. It is purely. How far can you jump? How quick can you cut in this three-cone drill? How fast can you get out of your stance? Mm-hmm. And for Bowden, Bowden's like, I don't know. I'm just used to just playing football. <laughs> and this was kind of weird. And, you know, maybe that might be why he pulled his hammy. Um, but either way, I don't think in his case, it's kind of like with Benny Snell last year. Like, you aren't drafting him to run a 40-yard dash. You're drafting him right. to break tackles mm-hmm. and short yard situations. And in Bowden's case, he's telling teams – Draft me because I can do whatever the hell you want me to do. Mm-hmm. He didn't say the word positionless, but he—he he, that's all his sell is about. Yeah. It makes, but I think it
1: also makes probably the interviews more important this week for him.
0: Yeah. He said everybody's asked him about the Virginia Tech punch. Oh, I i guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently on his um, – if you go to NFL.com – actually, I should pull it up um, – Cause I was just, I was talking with Josh Moore at the Herald later and he said that there's just a quote, um, about when, where his like draft evaluation was something along the lines of, um, I kind of liked that he punched that dude in the face. It's kind of awesome. Oh really? Yeah. Which I'm totally in agreement. It was an awesome punch. Like if you're going to punch somebody, you got to at least connect, you know? And it was a big guy. It wasn't a small guy. Yeah, exactly. He it. wasn't going for the little pipsqueaks, um, but I, I think really just the overall sentiment um, while we look this up, just from Bowden in general and his camp is that right now in the NFL, utility players, uh, utility for some reason utility player has a negative connotation, mm-hmm. but being able to plug and play in different spots has so many benefits, especially when you're trying to – figure out, like, when a defense is trying to read your keys. And how football is today. How creative the
1: offense has gotten. You need players like Bowden.
0: Yeah, like the little uh, toss sweeps.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, And and I have the quote if you're ready for it. Okay, you have the quote. Hit me. I probably shouldn't say this, but it didn't bother me that he got into a fight before his bowl game. He got to control himself better, but he's an edgy dude, which is why I like him. Southeastern scout for NFC team. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's pretty awesome.
1: So, there you are. like yeah. Bo- Like Bowden, like, I think with this next level, on offense is really going to have to commit to him and using him in creative ways. Using him at receiver, difference receiver, maybe putting him in the backfield some, and being uh, disciplined and determined to getting the ball, getting touches in diff- in different type of ways. If they do that, I think he can be a really good player. But I think for him, a lot of it is getting with a good offensive-minded coach. Yeah or just in a good scheme with a good offensive plan. If he does that, I think he's got a chance to really make a positive impact on the team right away. Well, and
0: the the, the first player that people brought up today was Debo Samuel. Mm-hmm. That's just the most recent. Yes, because he's a, he's a rookie. He went out to San Francisco. 20% of his touches were runs, and that doesn't count all of the kind of shovel pass looks that he got as well. Mm-hmm. So... Between that, you get Christian McCaffrey catching a lot of passes out of the backfield. I know we're saying the big names, but that's kind of how you need to be able to use them in the offense. And the the reason why, like, just thinking big picture, so before the Super Bowl, there was somebody from ESPN.com that wrote a lengthy piece on how Andy Reid scripts his first 15 plays. And the attention to detail that he would put into game planning. And so much of it came down to there's people up in the booth upstairs and they have to identify personnel groupings and then see how defenses react to them. Right. So with a guy like Lynn Bowden, you can – You don't know what position he is. Exactly. And and it makes the defense Mm – it can really get him out of sorts because – if he's lined up here, th- they may think he's doing one thing when he could really be, you know, r- running the ball or pat- like like just so another a- part of the chess game. Exactly, so like it makes got- it
1: easier for the offense to be a step ahead when yeah. you have that. Exactly,
0: like it. just in the very basics of it, he's lined up at running back. All right, well they might hand him the ball off here. But then if he just goes streaking down the middle of the field and he's one-on-one with the linebacker and they're in zero coverage, like, he's burning them. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, there's there's stuff like that that offensive coordinators can do. And like I said, it comes down to getting paired up with the right coaches. It, it would help to have a nice quarterback. And that's why I think people in the Commonwealth got pretty hyped to when uh, the Ravens had him in a mock draft.
1: Yeah, you've seen that name pop up a few times from people,
0: from draft nicks. They uh, could use some wide receivers and – even though...
1: Like well, the thing with the Ravens is they're so committed to Lamar mm-hmm. and this unconditional offense, which requires for him a lot of him just kind of making plays mm-hmm. off off the notes, off, 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 off the schedule is what they were saying. Right, the off right. schedule is what they call it. day. With Bowden, you can so you know, do some them. stuff yeah. where you can use Lamar as a decoy or vice versa. Mm-hmm. And so... In that way, you could see him fitting in, especially with Greg Roman, their office coordinator, who who is not afraid to get weird and has done some option type stuff in the NFL, and was Jim Harbaugh's old coordinator at Stanford. Like that, I mean that that fit there
0: does make sense. Well, and Bowden even said he's like, "Hey, uh, you know, we'll put that UK UVA stuff in the past. I'll play with them anytime I want." Yeah, <laughs> money—that's so my boy. Money is a, a, a special thing. Well, you get a lot of people to do. He kinda they might not want to do. He, You know, he wanted to be like Omar whenever he was playing quarterback, too. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I mean, Omar was having an MVP year. <laughs> it's like, of course he wanted to be like him. I would be all for it. Like, sign me up right now. Yeah, I mean, just from
1: a fun level, him and that offense would be, you know, eye-popping. He'd be a guy on fantasy boards that people would be taking flyers on in the late
0: rounds. And it'd be fun to just have, like common ground with the Louisville fans for the first time ever. <laughs> you know, like well what else can we agree on? Yeah. That's why it'd be nice to have an NBA team, just so we can all all cheer for one team. That's why that's why Louisville FC's here. Yeah, does it not? Okay. That, yeah. <laughs> the soccer team is gonna get us all hyped together. Sure, that seems to be cool. It's gonna be fine, but not the same. It's just not the same. Uh if Bowden he cannot um he's not gonna run this week. I haven't heard whether or not he's in a bench. Put in the ass. I think he would, but I could be wrong. He came in at 205, 206.
1: That's, That's why my point. I think he, that that tell me that he probably is going to put up a big number in
0: bench. And like, I mean, you don't really be one thing if he had like a back or a core injury or all, you know, but like hamstring, you just flex. Yeah, him. or it could be a thing where they just totally shut it down and we're going to do it all at the pro day. Yeah, no, just don't risk it. He uh, he was kind of limping around a little bit. Like, you could tell that, like, okay, he's, even if he's selling it, you know, like, there's something there. There's right. something to it. So, can't really blame him. Um, oh, I w- a couple other funny things. Uh, one, he said that he doesn't watch much TV. He plays Madden, which he often plays with more. And if he watches TV, he's watching Bubble Guppies or Paw Patrol with his son. Which... (laughs) Spoken like a true dad. (laughs) That's some dad strength for you right there. Uh, Which he even said, too, like, Terry Wilson, he's getting on that. He'll he'll be on that uh, here soon.
1: Yep, three years in a row.
0: Dad strength, man. Just keeps coming at you.
1: It does. Never ends.
0: Never ending. And then uh, he's he's talking SEC Championship, too.
1: Yeah, what was that quote specifically?
0: It was, what do you think's uh, next for Kentucky? And he's like, SEC Championship. It's going to happen. That that hype machine ain't slowing down anytime soon. We've talked about that, man. They are (laughs) all in over there. It is not slowing down uh, anytime soon at all. So that was just a little bit from Bowden today. Uh, I thought he had a funny story about Matt House, which you can watch the entire interview. It's 15 minutes. It's up on KSR's YouTube page. Posted on the website. And we've got a few clips out there. But he had a funny story about Matt House, talking trash with him. The Chiefs, that would be a fun team for him to play for. Uh, But I think they have enough, like – Fast dudes playing wide receiver. I don't think they'd be in the market for getting a guy like Lynn Bowden. It'd be fun, but I don't think that's happening. Um, tomorrow we'll hear from Logan Stenberg. We will. And uh, Jedrick Wills will be up here. Might want to give a little to the Lexington kid. Yeah, we're going to have maybe maybe uh, ask about his recruitment. Huh. I remember he had one of the first like super high-quality – Commitment videos. Yes, I remember that too. It man. was very high quality, like just very well done. Like you had commitment videos before. The one kid from Wagner that went to Duke that was like a superhero. Do you remember that one? I, yeah, I can't think. Of, it's his name was like Taj Rice, maybe. Yes, it's, yes, Taj Rice. Yeah. yeah. Did he finish? I'm not sure. That's a good question. Either way, his commitment video was hilarious. But Jedrick Wills, very high, like well done, where he did like the whole ties and suits, mm-hmm. and, and he's going to be a top ten pick. He had an awesome last year at Alabama. Pretty cr-
1: and one question in Alabama players have been getting a lot. Uh huh. They're asking him a lot about that strength coach leaving for Georgia. Ooh. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. We I think saw, Jerry uh, Judy got asked three or four different types of questions about him.
0: We saw uh dog Nation getting uh he was doing a radio hit on it too. hmm Um did you also Jerry Judy's chain. Yes, the Jewish chain. <laughs> He wore a Star of David, not because he's Jewish, but because his name sounds like Jew.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. That was probably the most
0: popular part of the day. <laughs> Did you notice too? They had all the Alabama guys out there at like the same time. Here, here's the here's the quote.
1: Jerry Judy says he wears a Jewish star necklace because some people call me Jew because of my last name, so I had a jeweler make it up. (laughs) I'm not Jewish, though.
0: (laughs) I love it. Oh, man. Um, But I I know the other thing, too. He got asked uh, about Tua. What what kind of stories did he have about Tua?
1: (laughs) He goes, some guy asked him, like, a question or two about Tua. You know, what is Tua going to do at the next level? And he was just basically can't answer. Like, Tua's going to be Tua. He's going to ball out. He goes, tell me a good story about Tua after asking him to repeat the question and think about it for maybe eight seconds.
0: He said, I ain't got to worry about Tua right now. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. He, Tua was a popular guy. Who who do you think was more po- popular, Tua or Joe Burrow? It
1: was close. I would probably say Burrow, but it was close. There was a lot of people there for Tua. Which
0: Joe Burrow, he said he's ready to play for your Cincinnati Bengals. He
1: is. He's all
0: in. Yeah, He he admitted, well – they pick me, I'm going to play for he them. He said
1: the media took that and ran with it. No one ever came. That didn't come out of our camp. Oh. Huh. So take a, took a little jab at the media oh. already. Man, fighting back. Which
0: I do think that was probably, I think some national folks. Just like throw it out there. Yeah. Just to kind of stir up. some hey, it's slow time. Are you worried, though, that your quarterback might have the smallest hands in the history of hands? No. Patrick Mahomes had small hands. Not as small as Joe Burroughs. Not as small as Joe Burroughs. I, w- I
1: did see Rovell sending out some tweets about it. it'd be the smallest in first round history.
0: Yeah. Well no, Tannehill had nine inch hands. He was a first round pick, right?
1: Yeah, I believe he was.
0: Yeah, Tannehill did, and then uh well, Rovell was wrong again. There was one other guy on that the ESPN report that had nine inch hands. Uh, Jared Goff had nine inch hands. Oh, was he? So like Well then Rovell just lied. Rovell just yeah, not good at your job, buddy. Get better. Get better. Tannehill was a first-round pick, yeah. Yep. In superstar.
1: Top ten, number eight. Yeah, Titan, Titans AFC Championship. Oh, quarterback.
0: Uh, John Lynch got asked about the rumors about uh, moving on for Jimmy G for Tom Brady. He's like, God, those are just uh, rumors. Come on now. Yeah, he had a very, very matter-of-fact. John Lynch is a guy, just. Man, that's a dude who knows what the hell he's doing. Mm-hmm. We had Jalen Hurts
1: getting asked if he was going to move positions. <laughs> <laughs> and he, of course, yeah. said, no. I, I'm a team first guy, but I'm a quarterback. What's his
0: answer? You know what, though? I hope he doesn't um, – I hope he doesn't team it. Because, like, I, I think Sean Payton was ready to do with – Tebow as Taysom Hill has done for him, and like I'd, re- I would much rather be paid to be a utility guy for five years in the NFL than not paid at all to be in the NFL. Right. You know. Which speaks of being paid in the NFL. The one
1: solid hard take I think I'm gonna take home from this combine is that Jake Fromm. I don't know what kind of career he's gonna have as a starter, but he's gonna be an NFL backup at worst for like 15 <laughs> years.
0: So, like, the Blaine Gabbert of the NFL?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, even, like, on a higher level than that, like the – what was the McCown that started for the Eagles in the playoff oh, game, Josh yeah, McCown? yeah, Like, that kind of career, if he wants it. Man, I because hope so. Because you can just – you can see just in our session with him, like, teams are going to talk to him and fall in love with him. hmm He's the ultimate football guy. He loves the game. He knows the game in and out. And, I, like, he's going to be a coach, I think, eventually down the line. It's just going to be – does he want to – collect these checks mm-hmm. in the league as a backup, or does he want to start coaching? So for him, for me, like I don't know what kind of starter he's going to be. He's going to get a chance to start. We'll see. But there's, you could see why he won that battle over both Eason and Justin Fields just because of what he brings to the table just as a leader.
0: He is such a Georgia quarterback too. Mm-hmm. I just hearing him talk. Yeah. Like, it's I, I'm not going to lie. When I heard Elway kind of all in it up too <laughs> – he struck me as, like, a kind of southern guy as well. But, no, that's just his, like... Demeanor. Just playing to the crowd, kind of. Yeah. You know? Game uh, face. Media game face. That wasn't the most fun person we talked to today, though. You know who my favorite person was at the meat market? Who was it? Cole McDonald. Cole McDonald, yes. Cole McDonald, had
1: a farm. I, Cowabunga. Well, it was funny because I was telling Roush before we went up there, I was like, this guy had cornrows and dreads <laughs> when he played at Hawaii. <laughs> So I was excited because I was hoping he still had those. And then he came out, and he, he had them cut. And I was like, oh, man. So then I was telling Roush about that. And as soon – I mean, as soon as we get up there. <laughs> he gets asked somebody, about somebody, <laughs> somebody asked him about it. And then Roush, very smooth move. You can tell he's been doing this for a long time. Pulls his phone out. <laughs> In perfect timing, we get the whole
0: clip. Oh, man. And one part, he's like – He's like, it's just mad mad flow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he's, it's just some sweet flow. And that's then it. he's talking to another guy, and he was like, you should dread it up, man. I was like, all right. And then he, by the end of it, he was like, you know, I didn't want to be getting asked questions about the white guy with dreads. Said, hair grows back, opportunity doesn't. Yeah. Which, man, you know he played that line. That's out. a good line. That's a great line.
1: And he, I love the – reaction he said of their coaching staff when he walked into the facility with it for the first time they were just like you've got to be kidding me but he said he just owned it he did like he got crap for it but he just owned it oh man but cole mcdonald even being here gets to a point which i kind of wrote about today that's going on ksr it's just the sizes and shapes of these quarterbacks it's not like it used to be nate stanley i the guy from Iowa looks like he should be working with us in the media room.
0: Oh, yeah. So, I mean, Shea Patterson kind of did too. Mm-hmm.
1: Nate Stanley looks like he should be in a beer-drinking li- uh, uh, beer softball league. Instead, he's going he's working out at the NFL Combine. You got Cole McDonald, who played at Hawaii. Anthony Gordon was a baseball player in high school, went to junior college before stopping at Washington State, backed up two draft picks at Washington State, played one year, and now he's going to probably get drafted. So you got guys – Thanks mostly to kind of the, you know, the air raid scheme kind of being adopted in the NFL. But also just realizing, like, we've got different quarterbacks that can do different things. Whether it be Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson. Uh, We had Baker Mayfield, a number one pick, who was six foot tall. Mm -hmm. And then there's just the success that Breeze and Wilson are both having of being guys that are under six feet. feet. Mm -hmm. So... they're deep in the pool. It seems like
0: yeah. You don't have to be big, tall quarterback. There's take snaps under center.
1: Exactly. There's not a bunch of physical requirements that you have to hit because seven, eight years ago, you take Jacob Eason and Justin Herbert, who are both six five, six six, and you put on the tape. They have you know big, big, big time arms. Can throw the ball at any part of the field. Those are the guys you would take. But now it's it's changed a little bit. And it's given some guys, like a Cole McDonald, like an Anthony Gordon, a chance. Not saying they're going to come in and start. They might not even make the roster. But the fact that they're here, I think, says that the NFL has kind of opened up when to evaluating quarterbacks, and they're looking for guys. All right, these guys are really productive in college. Let's bring them in and figure out why they're really productive and see if that can stick.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, now it, it certainly does help to be a tall person. That, like Absolutely. There's some big dudes out, like Jacob Eason. It's a big dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan Justin Herbert, big dude. Jordan Love, big dude. Uh, there was one guy I'm gonna pull it up really quickly, who I almost ran into, like, like just directly into, um, that was enormous. I'm like, dude, you should be in, like, you're not a tight end, like how? Um, and I actually don't even. Uh, wait, wait. Here we go. Cl- Chase Claypool. I think that might be it. For Notre
1: Dame? Yeah, they asked him about being a tight end today. Like, he was a 6'4", 235-pound receiver. Jesus. Yeah, he's a monster.
0: He hit QB3 on there. Damn it, they they skipped right over.
1: It had to be Chase Claypool. Or was this guy at the table you were talking about? No, no, he was walking back.
0: Uh, From the podium? From the podium. Yeah, it had to be Chase Claypool. Okay. I'm not seeing. Either way. Um. But I just can't get over how big some of these dudes are. When, like I said, when I, like, size it up Elway, it's like, this dude's really big. Like, not that big. Not mm-hmm. as big as I thought he'd be. Yeah. So, um I know
1: Herbert and Eason both. Not sure how good they're going to be on the next level, but they're going to be able to sell. You talk about endorsements, um, getting people to believe that dude, this is a guy. Because they just – they have the look. Both of them do.
0: Well, when we went down to uh, Georgia and we could hear, like, Nick Chubb mm-hmm. doing ads and stuff. Jake Fromm is going to be slinging oh. some cars down there. Man. He's never going to work a day in his life. My goodness! And because he's he's he he's just a good old boy, man. You mm-hmm. know, guys want to be him, ladies want to date him. Yep. You know, like absolutely. It. That's just how it is. And I mean, hell, how many times have you hear about those damn crokies at SEC media I know. days? Which this is really like. It's kind of it's the closest we get to like a media days I, for the NFL. I can't compare it, but just today. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Well, and it's especially kinda, too, because we, we got the players, coaches, yeah. too. The, co- the coaches really added a different dynamic. And the co- the, the coaches don't get the same stage though. Mm-hmm. They, you know, like they would at at a media days or whatever you. Um, but I, either way, it was a very hustling, bustling kind of day. Very hustling, bustling kind of day. But I. What I about this? We got here. Really early. Yeah, we got here. The one thing they have changed up dramatically from last year, the interview portion used to be in the afternoon, so I was doing nothing in the mornings. We met at 6 a.m. this morning. Mm-hmm. Got in here around 8 a.m. Uh, yeah,
1: we walked to the convention center, I think, at like 7.50.
0: Yeah. And uh, just been moving and shaking. Mm-hmm. Man, one, one thing that's nice, too, when we went to go get lunch, didn't have to walk in the rain. Just walked all yeah. through the indoor... Walkways to get to the mall. You so can literally go into umpteen different buildings and never walk outside <laughs> from this place. <laughs> I think we're going to have to. Um, oh, oh, I, I think we're going to have to make sure we get a little taste of that cocktail sauce, though. We might have to go outside for that. So, St. Elmo's, we did yeah. pass it up on yeah. one of the walkways. We're, we're parked like, right next to it. Yeah, and then, you know what? That'll clear up to that drainage you got. Knock it right out. This code has been killing me. You know what, nothing a couple cold, uh tall cold domestic lights will Yeah, I've, I've
1: lived my life by
0: that motto, Negro. <laughs> <laughs> um, a, a few more things before we get out of here. Uh one, John Clayton is a very small human. We did see John Clayton, we didn't even know it, man. I mean, like it was like a whoa, that was him. And he was also aware weir- like he just he just seemed like this frail old man. Like I felt kind of bad to him. Now, it, I think a lot of it was just Seeing him out in the wild, not on like your TV screen, you know, like wearing a suit and like yeah, because you know the suit and he had a hat on, yeah, the suit kind of yeah, bulks you up a little on. bit, but the ball cap just kind of made him. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just one one the best of luck for him. And you had some difficulties getting a
1: picture in, my man. Picture on your credential. Oh yeah, yeah. I I submitted like five different pictures. So Roush, when they go to send him a picture, he gives them the
0: ultimate meme mug. Oh yeah, you know, of course. Kind of I look like I'm in a. It's a team picture. It really is the team picture look that you got in your program. You can't smile. You've got to be serious. Right. Um, but that was annoying as hell. And also, from this convention center is enormous. And from where they put the media to where we have to walk to the interviews, it's at least a block, maybe more. Yeah, it's a good walk. It's a it's a it's at least a block. I've done it at least five times today. It's
1: good. We're getting our steps in yeah. at least. So, you know what? We're trying
0: to keep us slim as journalists. I think that's what they have to because we're, we're a fat bunch. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no <doubt about> that. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. We are a fat, out of shape bunch. <laughs> so, the, you know what? They're looking out for us. Not they're, much cardio being done in that room. They're trying to keep us healthy. Um, meanwhile, back home, Vince Merrow, He's uh said, oh, you guys are going to give me a pay raise? Let me just – Get a couple of commits real quick.
1: Went to Ohio, got some two offensive linemen back to back last week.
0: So when Paul Rodriguez committed, I thought it was gonna be the other guy. I thought it was gonna be yeah. Wall-a-ball. See, I think that Wallabah, I think
1: it's been like I think that's been expected to happen for a while now. But mm-hmm. I think the Rodriguez one was kind of a surprise.
0: And the Wallabah kid, um, he's one of those. He's gonna get a bunch of offers down the road. I'm pretty c- confident. Yeah. Yeah. that. yeah. Uh, his tape is really good.
1: And, and he's a pedigree. His dad oh, played in the yeah. NFL, and his brother starts at Duke.
0: His dad was Tim Couch's center at Cleveland. Yeah. But that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like he so he played for the Patriots in the Super Bowl when they lost to Brett Favre, correct? Was, was it Brett Favre they lost to? Yeah. Or Drew Butts, Backers, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he decided, I'm going to get paid, and signed a big contract with the Browns when they became an expansion team. So he was like the only competent offensive lineman that Tim Couch had. He played there for seven, eight, nine years, made a million, you know, a lot of money. And then his son, his son initially committed to Ohio State, transferred, mm-hmm. and then was a two- or three-year starter at Duke.
1: Yeah, he'll be a three-year starter next year.
0: Yeah, at center. So mm-hmm. this ball-ball kid, like you said, great pedigree, uh, great tape, and he's he's a very good early kid in this class. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he, he looks like he's going to be a really good player. Yeah, he moves really well for his size. He's got really good footwork. Then Rodriguez, I think it's more of a long-term type project, but the size, 6'5", 3'15", right now is a high school junior and just pow- really powerful.
0: You made so, a good point, too, in, his, in the film room piece that, like uh, – because he, he didn't have a, uh, an extensive offer sheet, and it's because he had a cast on his hand yeah. for,
1: like – you really couldn't get anything from his junior tape. But when you turn back to sophomore tape, you see it. Mm-hmm. You see, like, that's the player. So, right, like both of these guys, they could have got in on him early enough to where guys will come up, people, schools will come late and get them. The one thing with Willabaugh, he's you can tell he's been really well coached for obvious reasons. Right, right. So the concern would be, is he as good as he's going to get almost? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where Rodriguez, yeah. he's got a lot of room for, for growth. To grow. But yeah. Wollaball has a very high floor, I think. Like, I think he's going to yeah, be coming yeah. up, be able to come in and be a good player.
0: Worst case scenario, you know, like that, that kind of mm-hmm. deal. And, and in this upcoming class, uh, you know, Kentucky could be replacing four offensive linemen in 2021. Right. So, you know, you, you always get three or four offensive linemen about mm-hmm. every year. And uh, I think even more so, you're going to prioritize that this year. And they've got two early ones. And now, I, you know, they're going to prioritize Jagger Burton. And then uh, – Yeah, obviously. Know, a couple others down the stretch. So, uh, like I said, those are early offers pay off in the interviews with Burton – John Young, a lot of those guys, they're just like getting that first offer when you're a sophomore, that that, that plays a big role. um, Absolutely. Down the stretch. And uh, Vince Merrill certainly plays a big role as well. Yeah, Yeah. it helps having him in your corner. Yeah, yeah. Lynn was talking to Vince big time too, you know. I I didn't make it a whole separate story because we've had seven stories on people talking about the transfer rule over the last two weeks. Right. And I think it's like, okay, we're beating a dead horse now. But –
1: you're talking about the Lynn freshman transfer?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think every
1: freshman probably goes through that.
0: Right. And I,
1: I, I do think that's probably getting overblown a little bit. Well,
0: just in general, people talking about what the new transfer rule would mean. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of takes on that. For Lynn, Lynn was – he was just like, hey, if Vince wasn't there, I, I might have left. Um, but, you know, I didn't. <laughs> so, like – and here's the thing, too, like – how many – we've had two people under the – Walker Wood, Transfers, to McNeese State. Now going, announced today. Going to the Bayou. Played for the Cowboys. But who Who else has entered the portal this offseason? Trey Wilkins, is that it? Yeah, and then you had Stanley Garner. Okay, so three. Garner's going to Hampton, mm-hmm. FCS. So, like and – we, and we still don't know about Wilkins. But like, You'll I, probably have some more after spring ball. That's the thing. I think there's going to be a, a lot more at spring ball. But you know what? They might change their minds. You never know. I've heard of at least a couple handful and you know that are kind of not on the chopping block, if you will, but are heavily considering it. And that could all change um, before spring's over, just like Bowden's mind changed when Vince talked to him and said, just be patient, buddy. Just chill out. Everything will work out. And like he said, it all did. And now he's going to the NFL draft. He's going to get picked. He's going to get his name called in Vegas. And mm-hmm. I just want him to be on that pontoon boat. It'd be cool oh, to be on the pontoon boat. Still can't believe that's happening. <laughs> Outside the Mirage. There's, there's no way. Like, that I, I can't wait to see it. See how the, the logistics of it. Because here's it the, here's the thing. Pontoon boats aren't exactly known for being swift. Pieces of swift vehicles. I guess if you put the right engine on it, it can do. But the thing anything. is, too, it's also in like a pre. Like it's not a. It's like a Wade pool, you know. Yeah. So like. By the time you get everybody on and you move, you push the boat out. Like, what if uh, a player's mo- like has motion sickness or gets seasick? You know, they want to come up there with. The, like, do you like, like if Josh Allen went last year? Would he have to put a, a life jacket on Wesley to go out there with him? That's a good question. <laughs> you know, like these are things we don't know. I do know that there's going to be at least like of all the first round potential first round picks. I'm trying to think, what kind of wild cards do we got early on that could just be crazy enough to jump in the pool?
1: Of the first-rounders? Yeah.
0: Because I, I have a feeling they'll only do it for the first-rounders. That's a good
1: question. I'm trying to think. All right. Okay, now, when you do this, you got to think, what's a crazy position? So, like, maybe an offensive tackle?
0: Yeah. Um, defensive,
1: interior defensive I d- lineman? I d- I d-
0: I've never heard Mekhi Beckton talk. I don't know if nah, he's a he w- car. I d- he's card. I d- he wouldn't do it. Okay, um... Jeb Wills wouldn't do it. No, he wouldn't. Um, Let me pull up Dane Brugler's NFL mock draft. Yes, uh, that's that's one of my favorite guys to go to. He's with the Athletic. Yeah, hold on just a sec. He's moving and shaking around here. Him and uh, the Move the Sticks guys over at uh, NFL.com. Does Daniel Jeremiah? We saw Daniel Jeremiah today. He was on TV. Um, also, Mekhi Becton's measurements were enormous. Holy oh, crap. That's a large human being. <laughs> Dude, 6'7 seven, and eighths. And 367 pounds mm-hmm. Jesus Christ he had an 84 inch wingspan 84 inches folks that is so 72 is six feet so seven he's got a seven foot wingspan <laughs> it's insane like you can't get your hands on him
1: you't no. be able to get your hands
0: on her it's in- absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. All right, we got any candidates to – I can't He. – I'm trying to find a – all he's got is r- the
1: rankings of each. Here we go. 2020 mock draft 3.0 from earlier this month. Let's see here. Just scrolling through. This is this great radio. Yeah, great
0: radio. Suck it, luck it. Suck it, luck it. Cats play tonight. Uh, hope they win. We'd be able they to go do. to the Pacers game if they weren't playing. But you can't miss the Cats or watch it. No, the we can't NBA miss that team. A&M game. And it's just – the thing that makes me even matter is they're playing the Hornets, and this will be the second time mm-hmm. I've been in the same city as the Charlotte Hornets playing basketball, watching the game from blocks mm-hmm. away instead Looking of at being the, the s- arena. at this mock
1: draft, I don't, I would, no one really jumps out at me, but a guy who's named Zach Bond played linebacker Wisconsin, <laughs> he seems like a guy that would be crazy enough to do that. Day two pick? They'll no, he,
0: probably do it for day two. Dan Brugler he?
1: has him in the first round. He's like a – I think he's an outside linebacker, but he can play inside, too.
0: All right, folks, you heard it here first. Get your early money in on Zach Bond, Bond, Wisconsin linebacker. Total shot in the dark. Total shot in the dark. Well, we are going to go take a shot of brown water or two. Uh, Hang out, relax a little bit. Maybe take a little nap to unwind from a long
1: day. uh, SEC media days, Mark
0: Stoops avoids. The last day and he voids Alabama Day. Man, that was huge. That's yeah. A big win for content. Big win. It, Wayne Kiffin's the only other big name going on that day. He's got freaking Derek Mason too. You don't want to be the and I think Malzahn, both notoriously horrific. Gus Malzahn might be the most boring person to ever speaking to a microphone. He's he is a, an abomination in media. Thoughts and prayers to Auburn media. Um but he shares the day with him and Lane Kiffin. And Kiffin will probably have like one or two cute things but that aren't really that good. Well, as they spread it out, the media day, so much, too. and
1: But on that day, Kentucky will get talked about a lot.
0: Get talked about a lot. The dark horse SEC contender? is yeah. that be the best? Uh, Can I Kentucky mean, win uh, the
1: SEC East? So that'll be the question
0: yeah. they're asking everybody. And then uh, the following day, though, on Alabama Day, you've got Mike Leach yeah. and, and Sam Pittman. Mm-hmm. See, Pittman is my dark horse for that whole thing. Oh, he's going to go up there and lie. He's my dark horse. Be all red face and yeah, see, I've seen him
1: at the. I I want to see what changes from time he got the job to you know <laughs> seven months later.
0: Does he right become a head coach? Starts? Is he still a crazy right, ass right, offensive you know line saying? coach? Yes.
1: <laughs> and like I was telling you, Colin Cowherd shared a story where he talked. He was talking about um, talking to Jimmy Johnson mm-hmm. about building the staff. He said the one thing you have to do, you have to hire a good offensive line coach.
0: But they're all weird. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, really, John Sharman is like the most average offensive line coach. Yeah. Like, he's the most normal one. Like, Chris Konakis back in the day. Mm -hmm. I mean, dude was a strange cat. Right. And then, uh, I guess, uh, Bedford for them now is kind of normal. But yeah, uh, even he's—he's he's got the big beard. And yeah. He wears a weird, like they have their own shirt, old
1: line shirts that he makes. And he's always—he doesn't have it. He's never has oh, rain gear on. It's just yeah. short yeah. sleeves tucked yeah. into sweatpants. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dwayne Ledford.
0: Yeah, well, I said Bedford, Ledford. And then they had the other dude who uh, coached the Petrino forever. They're Mike like, Summers. Yeah, yeah, right. He, he coached Petrino forever. That should say enough about mm-hmm. his personality, right? So. Some odd cats, some odd cats. Um, well, I, could, I think this is the time where we depart. We go hang out on Hawkeye Avenue, maybe Wildcat Boulevard. Yeah, all these big tin streets. This is definitely <laughs> big tin country. I don't know. We're going to have to teach them how to say y'all. And teach them how to, how to enjoy some cold, tall domestics. And we'll be back tomorrow. I don't know how much longer or how much more extra content we'll have for tomorrow. Not as many fireworks on day two. Here we have O-Line and what else? What other positions? Just a line. I think it's just a line. Maybe running backs as well, but I'm not certain. Um and if you all want to watch all of the people running, I know boating won't be happening, but that's all happening in the afternoon at like four or five o'clock mm-hmm. on the NFL network. So that's where you can catch all of the coverage. And, uh, it's it's anywhere you you and it's go. going all weekend long. There's gonna be stuff into the weekend Yeah, into Saturday. So football in February. You gotta, gotta love, love it, it, man. You gotta love it. Go catch Cut for draft season. Go curve